0: On this episode of the Loud Marlin Fan Podcast, we are now about two weeks into free agency in Major League Baseball after the winter meetings, and the Marlins still have not done anything, and this has set the fan base into a frenzy. Let's discuss on this emergency episode. Ring the bells, fans! Something's happening! On this episode of the Loud Marlin Fans Podcast i am jumping right into it i didn't put an anchor spot commercial before i'm so hyped no i didn't drink coffee no i'm not going nuts but twitter and the marlins fan base is and i'm here The loud one is here to help you not be so frustrated. The Marlins have not done anything to add really to this major league team. They've added a lot to minor so far. They have, but they haven't done anything to the major league team. And this, this has upset the Marlins fan base. This has has upset the Marlins writers. They're not going to tell you they're upset, but they make money. They get hits. They try to sell their newspaper based on who the Marlins may get, and everyone that they've said has been connected to a possible Marlins contract has not signed with the Marlins, showing they really don't know anything about what's going on. In fact, they probably know, truthfully, as much as you and I do as I record this, that we don't know what the Marlins are doing behind the scenes. We can all guess, many fans have chosen to complain scream yell to the top of their lungs via their words on twitter and other social media outlets like the marlins nation group on facebook everyone has an opinion about the owner and the general manager but no one is taking the bird's eye view and looking at this from the level of 100,000 miles in the air because you're all stuck on Jeff Laurie's Marlins. You are stuck on the fire sails of the past. My dog is screaming in the background as you hear because she knows that the Marlins fan base is out of control. Exactly Asia, who I guess will be my partner today for this episode, as she is in a mood to be loud. Exactly. Where are the Marlins going? What are they doing? Why haven't they signed anybody? Why? Why are they so cheap? They're really not. I say this not on drugs. I say this not drinking. They aren't. They are not. The Miami Marlins are not being cheap. They're being smart. LMF, how can you say this? They haven't signed anyone. That is because signing anyone, just anyone, from a business standpoint, does not make sense for this team. We are not the New York Mets. We do not bring out 20,000 plus people to the stadium. Signing one, two players, big name players, are not going to change that. Signing Aaron Judge was not going to change that. Signing Dansby Swanson was not going to change that. The Cubs bring out 30,000 a day game on a Wednesday. In the summer their team can afford throwing money at a player who may not be worth that contract I'm not saying that Dansby Swanson as a player did not earn a long-term contract so please don't misquote me in what I'm saying here playing in Chicago is much different than playing in Miami. A seven-year deal he signed with the reported, not confirmed, as in signed yet. A seven-year deal with Chicago did Dansby Swanson sign. Marlins need a shortstop, right? We're all screaming that at the top of our Twitter fingers. We all agree. I'm quoted as saying it, On Locked On Marlins with Peter Pratt. Watch that episode of Locked On Marlins from December 9th. We need a shortstop. Trey Turner signed an 11-year deal with Philadelphia. Carlos Correa, a 13-year deal with San Francisco. Alexander Bogarts. An 11-year deal with San Diego. Dansby Swanson, a seven-year deal. Those are your top shortstops, let's say, that were available. The Marlins, we're not going to sign any of them. Because any one of those players, even the hometown guy who I thought the Marlins should sign to a deal like that, Trey Turner would not drive revenue for that team here. They would not put people in the stands. You and me. You Miami people, let's say, take me out of this. Take the Broward out of this. I keep preaching the same thing. The Miami fan base does not care about baseball. And I'm not talking the fan base who's most likely listening to this. I'm talking about the everyday casual baseball player or sorry, baseball fan who's going to be cheering for their team in the baseball world cup or whatever it's called coming up, the world baseball classic. I'm sorry. The fans who are going to be out cheering for their countries in a filled Marlins park or Lone Depot park do not care enough about those four players to sign up as a Marlins member for a full-season package. It may gain 10 to 50, maybe even 100 new semi-planned signups or something. But any of those four players signing a contract as shortstop for the Marlins would not have changed the attendance in our stadium. If let's go to second base, we don't need a second baseman ignore that we have jazz Chisholm first base another hole where we're trying to platoon fill we'll call it with Garrett Cooper Jose Abreu 36 years old signed a three year deal with Houston. Anthony Rizzo another hometown guy I would have preferred Rizzo. I like hometown talent. I'm sorry. He signed a two-year deal with the Yankees. Josh Bell, age 30, signed a two-year deal with Cleveland. And if you're going to weigh it out, Josh Bell was in the National League East. He was a national. The Nationals last year were not good. And he got the chance to leave, and he went to San Diego, made it to the National League Championship Series. You think he's going to sign with the Marlins in a division where you have the New York Mets pitching and the Philadelphia Phillies pitching and the Miami Marlins pitching, the Atlanta Braves pitching? I don't think the Nationals have that good of a pitcher, so I'm not going to say them yet. And of course, if he had signed with Miami, he wouldn't face Miami. But let's consider the Braves, the Philadelphia Phillies, and the Mets. Josh Bell wasn't coming back to this division. He's going to go to the American League Central. He's going to be on the American League Central Champions, the division winners from 2022. The young team who made it to the playoffs because that division is so much easier than the uh, National League East as a hitter. And now, who's available? Not to mention Carlos Santana, who we were also interested in. He signed a one-year deal with Pittsburgh. Brandon Belt, available. Yuli Gorilla, available. Former Marlin, Jesus Aguilar. Please don't bring him back. Available. But those are the type of free agents that the Marlins can sign. Your tier three, tier four, first baseman to add to all-star Garrett Cooper, who's injury prone and had a horrible second half. Attack. But any of the names that I mentioned, Josh Bell, Anthony Rizzo, Jose Abreu, Carlos Santana, none of those players would bring out enough fans to that stadium where it makes baseball sense right now when you're competing against the Mets. And you're competing against the Philadelphia Phillies to just spend money. You have to fill the holes with the right players. We're going to help you grow and be competitive. You have to fill this roster with major league talent. But you're not going to get the top tier players. And it is okay. It is okay that we didn't sign these guys. Because next season... There's going to be free agents. And the next season after that, there's going to be free agents. And if this pitching, our pitching, can stay healthy behind ace Cy Young winner Sandy Alcantara, if the pitching behind him can stay healthy, and we bring in a bat who can help, we don't lose forty one run games. If we lost 20 and won 20 more, we would have been in the playoffs last year. We would have had 89 wins if we won half of the one-run games. So you bring in talent that's going to help you get that one run in. Is this, if this pitching stays strong as it was or it should have been in 2022, behind Sandy Alcantara? We don't know what's gonna happen with Pablo Lopez. He's being shopped. Trevor Rogers is being shopped. Eddie Cabrera is being shopped. Sandy and Yuri Perez are the only players that are said to be not shopped this postseason. And that's on the whole team, not just pitchers. But the team as it is has a lot to prove. And They are going to get either a positive or a negative outcome next season. The Marlins are going to ride with the team they have. They're going to ride with the players that they signed last season. They are smarter than me, those people in that front office. They are smarter than you then we have to accept that because if you don't accept that, you're going to drive yourself insane and, quite frankly, me insane with all this negativity surrounding this team because they're not signing the players that you want. I want to win. I am not content with losing 95 games. I am not content with 69 wins. I am not content with 67 wins. I am not content with over 100 losses. I experienced World Series baseball live for the team I love. I want that feeling again. I want to feel that energy. I want to feel. Feel that electricity run through my body. I want to lose years of stress off my life or years of life because of stress by attending World Series baseball. I want the camaraderie, camaraderie, why can't I say that word, of going to baseball games with my friends, with the loud Marlin fan hat on, making new friends. I want to sit with Alan. I want to sit with Andrew. I want to see Mike B hosting a playoff game, a World Series game. I want Jackie to be on that mic. I want Peter to fly in from England. I want Noah. I want Eli. I want the whole Fish Stripes crew to experience reporting on playoff baseball, World Series baseball. I want you guys to make your careers by reporting on World Series and playoff baseball. I want success just as bad as anyone on Twitter As any fan in the Marlins Nation Facebook group. On Facebook. I want it just as bad as you. But I'm not going to complain, whine, and cry about every non-move that this team makes. Because any move that they're not making, if they did does not change the trajectory of this team. Eric Hosmer is out there right now. Possibly a free agent if he clears waivers. And if he gets to us in waivers and we take him, that's wonderful. Because he may be old. But he could platoon at first with Cooper. And he would have led our team in batting average if this was 2022 and he was on our team. He batted 268. I'm arguing about Leywin Diaz with so many fans. Why did we release Leywin Diaz? He's so good on the field. He's a great guy. Nothing but friendly to me as a person. I wish him a full career in Major League Baseball. But he doesn't fit what this team needs. We don't need a player who batted 169 in 2022. He batted 205 in 2021. If he went from 205 to 240, he would have stayed on this team. But he went the opposite direction this year. He underperformed in 21. He went way underperformance in 2022. No matter what his fielding was, which was great and spectacular, possibly gold glove material, he couldn't make it on the Marlins. He couldn't hit. And he couldn't make it on the Pirates after a day of getting him. He just got off the plane, let's say, getting his feet wet, sticking his legs into the hotel pool when they released him because they signed Santana. Because they realized really quickly that that Lewin Diaz is not a major league hitter. Yet. But we don't have the time for the yet. We don't have the three or four years to waste on him because our pitching is getting better and more expensive. So they're going to bring in someone who's better now to help this team, but they're not going to spend the money because there's no point. We're not winning the World Series in 2023. There. I said it. Hate me. I jinxed us. We're not winning the World Series in 2023. Although we have a good shot because or at least to get there because There's been one team out of the last four postseasons to make it or win a World Series. And I should say they win the National League East or, sorry, win the National League or make the World Series. We are in the toughest division. In baseball. But we don't have the TV money. We don't have the attendance money. To just throw money. Around. And I understand that. Is our owner the richest? Is he the poorest? He's Probably somewhere closer to the latter. Maybe the middle. But he doesn't have to spend. He wants to win a different way. With smart baseball decisions. Smart baseball decisions that Derek Jeter couldn't make because he failed. Smart baseball decisions that Don Mattingly couldn't help coach. The team failed. I've never seen in the short time other than 2020 of Major League talent underachieving under one manager. And this is the Marlins winningest manager because he was here the longest, because they accepted the fact that he was mediocre. Don Mattingly was an amazing player. He's a player favorite. And he's a great guy, top notch, top class. And maybe I'm a jerk for talking bad behind him. I said, congratulations, enjoy your fake retirement. To go hang out with your family as he got a job as the Toronto Blue Jays bench coach. Now, But he failed as the manager of the Dodgers with the highest of payrolls. And he failed with the Marlins with the lowest of payrolls. And we shall not forget, he did once have one of the best hitting outfields. Combined in Major League Baseball. Giancarlo Stanton, Christian Yelich, and in his Primo Zuna, he had, and they all underachieved. But this ownership came in made moves under Derek Jeter's leadership and every move that Derek Jeter made every big name prospect that him and his crew brought in failed except one pitcher in those big trades Sandy Alcantara and I want to discuss Sandy for a second here Sandy wants to be here. Sandy Alcantara, no matter what fans are interpreting a cryptic tweet of his with a timer, wants to be in Miami. Sandy Alcantara knows how good he is. He didn't have to sign that extension with Miami. Luis Castillo didn't sign an extension with the Reds. Justin Verlander didn't sign an extension with the Houston Astros. No, he went for 43 million to the Mets and Sandy Alcantara in a year or two could have done the same, but instead Sandy wants to be in Miami. Oh, the front office lied to him. Blah, blah, blah. Come on. Don't insult Sandy's intelligence. Sandy wants to be in Miami. He has a home in Miami. His family is here in Miami. He wants to play for you, Miami. The least you can do is show up when he pitches. He's your Cy Young winner, and you failed him, Miami. Screw failing the Marlins. Screw attacking the ownership. Sandy Alcantara deserves you, Miami, in the stadium to watch him pitch every five games starting March 30th, 2023. I don't care if it's a Monday, a Tuesday, a Wednesday, a Thursday, a Friday. God help me. If it's a Saturday or Sunday, Miami, go support sandy alcantara because he wants to play in front of you he signed the less expensive contract the 88 million dollar contract instead of two to three hundred million dollar contract to play in front of you and i am heated because he deserves more than what you gave him last year So Sandy wants to be here. Don't kid yourself. They have said he's not tradable. I believe them. Because he's not expensive yet. He signed a Miami Marlins friendly deal last season. An extension to be in Miami for you. And the way the contract is written up, it's fan friendly. He will be in the second year of the five-year. And you know what? I overset stated that it's not even 88 million, it's 56 million dollars. And it may be backloaded, but he signed it to play in front of you. Avisayo Garcia underperformed like hell in 2022. He knows it. The ownership knows it. But we're clean slating him. He's lost weight. Let's shed the negativity with it. He signed to play with Sandy. And he also signed a five-year extension or deal with the Marlins to play here. And the reason the Marlins are not signing big-name free agents right now is because players like Abis- Abisayo Garcia need to show their worth. We need to see if we're going to get the 30-home run hitting Avisayo Garcia in this contract. Or are we going to get the eight home run hitting in obviously Garcia in 2023? Because if we made a big splash now, that may be a hole next season that we can't fix because we're spending the money today on a player that's not going to help us win. And that's why they're not spending the money. Because they're saving it for next season when we know what this team is. Well, Brian De La Cruz, who Kim NG traded for in her role as general manager. She traded Jimmy Garcia to the Houston Astros for DLC. Brian De La Cruz was Major League Ready outfielder when we got him. He had a He was on the bench for the most of the start of 2022. But when he got the time in the field and got the at-bats, he definitely tore it up in August and September into October. And if he does that for a full season, well, we no longer have a hole in center field. We have to see if he's not traded. Sanchez... If he can perform as an outfielder, a fourth or a third outfielder, sure, he has mad power as Jesus Sanchez. But pitching adjusted to him. Let's see if he adjusts back to be a consistent major league hitter. Jorge Soler, also not a great first season, but he was injured and he was just heating up. Once he hurt his back. So he opted into a $15 million deal. He doesn't want to make $13 million next season. He doesn't want to go down or $11 million, whatever that third opt in year is. Jorge Soler is in a contract year right now. He's going to want to earn more money. So let's hope he performs. Those are your big moves from last season. We still don't know if they're going to pan out for us. And before we just throw and shell money out there to help this team grow in a season that we're not going to win the World Series, unless magic happens, like in 2023, where the team just gels. We're doing the right thing. We're not wasting the money just to waste money. We're going after the one or two year deals. And that is okay. Trust in your leadership. Kim's done nothing to you. In fact, I believe she's had more success. In one year, one and a half years we'll say, at the helm, than not having success. Does the record indicate it? No, and we're gonna judge off the record. But in the moves that she's made, DLC has panned out. She didn't sign Anthony Bass, but she traded Anthony Bass for Groshans, a top 100 prospect. Jordan Groshans came up. He didn't do too bad in his short end of season stint in the majors. Maybe that trade for Anthony Bass, Miss My Buddy, will pan out for this team. That's a Kim move. She's changed the staff around. Marlins have hired a whole new staff this offseason. She's hired an assistant GM. She fired, sorry, she didn't extend or re contract Don Mattingly can't say fired. He wasn't fired. He left on his own to be with his family. No. He wasn't invited back. He wasn't wanted back. And now he's in Toronto because he still wanted to coach. But we hired Skip Schumacher, a first-time major league coach, who's fiery. Who else is fiery? His name is Jazz Chisholm Jr. And if maybe Jazz is not batting in the ninth spot to start this season, we may start off better than we did last year. We have a new hitting coach who can work with this young staff. In fact, every coach, except for the one that was great in Mel Stodemeyer, the pitching coach, is different. Everyone but Mel did not return. It's a new era in Miami. A new era of baseball is upon us. And they're going to make moves. And I promise to report. I'm not going to use that word. I promise to discuss them with you on multiple social media or podcast platforms and YouTube platforms. You invite me on, I'll I'll throw my Miami Marlin plush Foco hat on and I will join you at your show. To talk about the team that I love. But I'm going to be a realist. And I'm going to fight with fans. Because all you're doing. If you're those people. Is throwing negative energy. Against this team. No matter what moves they make. You're starting at negative. So stop. How about this? Show up to games. Support your damn team. Win or lose. Be a diehard. Miami, show up to games to support your team, win or lose. It's a very fickle fan base I know we have down here. You look at Miami Hurricane games at Hard Rock on TV, and it's shameful. Two reasons it's shameful. The Miami Hurricane should not be playing in that stadium 60,000-person stadium, they should have their own, like the Orange Bowl. But on campus or close to it. But it's shameful because those young players try. And they're college players who don't make money. I guess they now can if they're good enough. But people don't show up for them. Miami's fickle. If the Hurricanes were 10-0 or 10-2, you would show up. And it's, I guess, the same thing with the Marlins, but you're looking at a 162-game season. You're going to tell me that during the hot summers, you don't want to go at night to an air-conditioned stadium, watch Major League Baseball, and hope the team wins? We are better than we were last year. I believe it. I've said it here. I think Obisil Hill's going to turn it around. Solaire's going to turn it around. Jazz Chisholm is ready to play and be an all-star again. He's ready to come back from his knee and back injuries. Cooper, hopefully, will stop getting these crazy injuries and stay healthy for a full season. Joey Wendell could be our third baseman. Joey, no gloves for a full season if he doesn't have hamstring issues. One-run games killed us. Don Mattingly and his choices. Maybe he doesn't control the lineup. Maybe he doesn't control the ballpen of who he puts in based on statistics. But he could take people out. That's what a manager does. You manage the game. He kept putting... The wrong pitcher into close day after day after day after day. There was no reason why Solser, who is now with Arizona, should have been in the game on Mother's Day in San Diego against Jorge Alfaro. The revenge shot heard around the world. Because Sulzer had a bad game the day before versus the same team. And another bad game like two before that. But Mattingly kept going to the same guys, putting them in the wrong spots to fail. That's the difference of a good manager and a bad one. And I hope Skip Schumacher is a great skipper. This team will be better. And I look forward to whatever moves the ones who are smarter than me will do. But until then, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to preach negativity. I will fight you via Twitter. I will not physically hit you. I will argue with you. I guess should be the right politically correct term. I will argue with you That this team is not going to compete for a championship in 2023. Any expectations of a fan for that should be accepted and thrown out the window. Because accept that we are not that good this year. But also accept we're going to be better than 2023. We are going to self-evaluate our team as is with a couple extra pieces, and in 2023-24, in December, November, January 2024, and 23, end of 23-24, we will have a different discussion on December 19th, 2023. Because this team will have self-evaluated, and they will have a better record than 69 wins. Hold me to that. Hold me to giving a cheap plug to my buddy Brian Stone or Dr. Brian Stone at a Fusion Day spa in Boca Raton, Florida. He doesn't pay me for this, so you can't say I only do it because he's paying me, because he's not. Dr. Brian Stone, I believe in. I've known the guy for 20 years. Great guy out of the Fusion Chiropractic Spa in Boca. Fusion is located all over South Florida, but particularly, go see Brian, Dr. Stone, at the Fusion Chiropractic Spa in Boca Raton, Florida. He will help you feel better. If you've been in an accident, slip or fall, he will help you. And you're... Legal team, prove your injuries. 9080 Kimberly Boulevard, suite number six. Boca Raton, Florida, five six one two four five twenty six hundred. 45 2600 That's five six one two four five twenty six hundred. Dr. Brian Stone, tell him LMF sent you. this Chapman, available former all-star closer. Could be a Marlon. He has a lot to prove. Cuban born. He's the type of player in our bullpen we need. He's not going to be expensive. I've said this since the end of last season. Towards the last couple of weeks of who I expect to be signed, he was one of them. I expected the Marlins to really sign Mike Rizzo. And they did. Marlins did sign Rizzo. (laughs) Not Anthony, unfortunately. But they did sign a Rizzo. So we'll see how he pans out. But I do expect the Marlins to also try to sign Michael Confuerto, he was in the Marlins' vision coming into last season. He was the backup center fielder in their mind when uh, Starling Marte did not re-sign with us. So I expect Michael Confuerto to be offered some sort of deal like Jorge Soler, where it's a, it's a decent amount of money the first year. More in the second with an opt-out clause in between. So there's some other teams in the mix there. I, I do expect the Marlins to push hard for him. I don't think they're trading for Reynolds like they want. The Pirates are asking for a lot and we don't need to give up the farm as it said for him. And that's what that means. You don't give up all your best players for one especially that I don't really think that uh, Reynolds would sign a long-term deal down here. I do think that Moreland will be in it for other names. I like Trey Mancini. I like the third, fourth-tier players to help our young players grow because as we grow, they'll get better, and then when we're ready to compete, they make the big splash. This has been the Loud Marlin Fans Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this emergency episode. Sirens going off. Please follow me at Loud Marlins Fan on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Go Dolphins. Let's get louder. Let's freaking go. Make it Miami.